0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Front Range. My name is Johnny, one of our pastors here. So glad to be with you this morning. And if you're new at Front Range, we hope that this will become a home for you Where you can build community, discover your purpose, and grow in your faith in Jesus. And I want to sort of follow up on what Pastor Mike was talking about with next Sunday, and just remind you and highlight a few things. It's a big, big day for us—Celebration Sunday. That's where we are going to celebrate all that God has been doing through our campaign and our commitments to help build a future home. So please, please, please join us for next Sunday. We all want a number, right? We all want to know what is what has God been doing. So join us next Sunday and let's celebrate that. Another thing happening next. Sunday night is a gathering we call Next Steps. This is for anyone, whether it's your first time here or you've been here for years, anybody that wants to learn more about the church, maybe you want to take a next step, maybe you just want to spend some time with our pastors, get to know us a little bit, ask questions, learn about our history, vision, and values. If you've never been to Next Steps, please join us next Sunday night. We got free food, free child care. All we need is to know who and how many people are coming. So if you've got that connect card on your seat, there's a box on there that says, I would like more information about Front Range. That's the box to check. We'll send you a link to Sign up for Next Steps, and again, that is next Sunday night. So next Sunday is Celebration Sunday, Sunday morning, and then next uh, Sunday night is Next Steps. Join us for that. Now we have had Thanksgiving. Did you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving? Yes. Did you guys eat enough? But it didn't make you uncomfortable, or maybe you did get a little uncomfortable, right? Sometimes you go over the line there. Uh, let's. Uh, I, I actually want to follow up on what Mike was asking. How long is too long for leftovers? Do we have a consensus? Three days. Three days one day. Wow. Last, last service, a guy shouted out, until they're gone. <laughs> okay, yeah. We, we got sick of leftovers. We had waffles for dinner last night. It was like, we just, we got the mix. Let's, just, let's do something else. Uh, but man, it was, it was a good time. Um, now we can join in all of the stores that have been pushing us since like September. Yeah. It's finally Christmas. Right, It is finally time to step in. How many folks maybe uh, have the tree up already? Anybody got the tree up? Did that on Friday, yeah. Lights on the house? Yeah, it was a great, great weekend to do that. It's awesome. Uh, my kids are pumped about this season. Uh, they're very, very excited. I would like to thank one uh, particular corporation, which I won't name, but they're based out of Arkansas. Uh, they sent my children this uh, catalog of toys in the mail. My, my daughter Abigail is five. My son Isaac is two. They don't, they're, they're like starting to get Christmas, but they don't fully get it. So they got this catalog, and they immediately took to highlighting everything in the book. So what's funny is they, we, they picked up this phrase, um, and we can hear them throughout the house sometimes. They'll be looking at this and going, oh, I got to have that. And so my, my daughter says it, and then my little two-year-old's like trying to say it as well. So I actually scanned some pictures. I want to show you guys how excited they are for some of this stuff and what this looks like for them. This first picture I want to show you. You'll see my daughter has highlighted everything on this page, the entire Encanto family. I think the only thing she doesn't want is this puzzle on here in the middle of the page. Um, what's funny is that she's, she's circled stuff. She's put her initial on some things, some other stuff she's checked, a few other things she's scratched out. And I don't know if that means, like, don't get that or that means really get that or something like that. Uh, the next page I want to show you is where uh, <laughs> she and my son Isaac... They think that we've got way more room in our house than we have because they want the Batmobile, uh, this Mario Kart thing, and a bumper car. Um, so that, that's great, I guess. And then the final page, my daughter's trying to throw me a bone, um, the video game page. She, she has put my initial next to a few video games. <laughs> so that's really sweet. What I love about this page though is if you look in the bottom left corner, she circled the Nintendo Switch. And she's put a big A next to it. That's awesome. The problem is we own a Nintendo Switch. I don't know what she's hoping for out of that. We play it often. We played Mario Kart last night. I don't know. So it's just, it's great getting into this season. My children are excited. Many of you, you're excited. This is your season. They, they, my children have an expectation. They're, they're aiming towards Christmas Day. And I just thought as we get into this, asking the question, what are, what are we hoping for? during this season? What are we expecting? What are we longing for? You may be one of those folks, Christmas never stopped for you. You've been listening to the music all year long. You never put the tree down. Uh, and, and that's awesome. Maybe this is your jam and things are going great for you and you're excited about the Christmas season and all that it brings. And that's awesome. Praise God for that. Um, you may not be there though. You may be entering into this season apprehensive, anxious, sad, nervous. Um, things may not be the way you want them to be. Um, and there's all of this excitement in this Christmas season happening around you, and you may not be able to identify with it. Maybe your family doesn't look the way you want it to. Maybe you're not in the place that you want to be. Maybe this year's harder than other years. Things have changed. Things are different. Uh, I want you to know that you're not alone and that that's okay and that God has something for you as well um, in this season. Uh, This is my first holiday season without my mom. She she passed away this past summer, and um, we are entering into this season nervous and sad and seeing the things that have to be different, they are necessarily different because things have changed. Uh, I didn't get to call her on Thanksgiving to ask her advice for the casseroles, her recipes that we were making. I know that when we get to Christmas, um, we're not going to FaceTime as the kids are opening their gifts. This year is harder and it's different and I'm longing for the way things used to be. I'm longing for uh, the things that I took for granted for so many years, the little things. Um, Deeper than that, though, I'm longing for hope. Um, Hope in something past this life. Hope in resurrection. Hope in eternity. Hope in the faithfulness of God to wipe away every tear and remove the sickness and the sadness and the disease that we live with. I think no matter where we're at, all of us are longing for something in this season. If things are great, if things are not so great, we have a desire and a longing for hope and peace, love, and joy. And this is a perfect season for that. Today actually begins what's called the Advent season. Um, Advent is in the traditional church calendar. It's the beginning of a four-week process that leads us up to the birth of Jesus that we celebrate on Christmas Eve. And if you're unfamiliar with Advent, that's perfectly okay. It's more than uh, a calendar with chocolate in it. It is something that has existed uh, throughout the, the church Since about the 400s, as best we can tell, there's no one like, this is when Advent started. It just kind of started to happen, Um, and different traditions picked up on it and started to add to it, and things like the candles and the wreaths, some of the stuff we may be familiar with. This season unites us in a really cool way throughout history and throughout the world. We get to unite with our brothers and sisters around the world and throughout the history of the church to celebrate the coming of Jesus, The the church has traditionally taught that Advent uh, reminds us of God coming to us in three ways. In fact, the word Advent is uh, a Latin word that meant coming or arrival. And so the church taught taught and teaches that God comes to us in three ways. In bodily form, as Jesus is born, God comes to us daily through the presence of the Holy Spirit, and God will come again at the return of Jesus. So what I want to do as we start the Advent season is lean into that a little bit. And we're going to have some cool resources and some stuff to help us all engage during this time. But I want to invite you into this moment and this time to lean in a little bit. No matter where you're at, whether things are great or not great, I want to invite you to open your heart, to open your ears, to open your mind to what God may want to speak, how he, want, how he may want to move in your life. Because I believe that he has something for each and every one of us. And so we're going to dig into the three ways that God comes to us and how Advent reminds us of of that. So the first thing that Advent reminds us of is that God came to be with us. God came to be with us. During this season, especially Christmas Eve, which we're going to celebrate as a church, especially at that time, we look back to the past when God put on flesh and was born over 2,000 years ago. And I don't know about you, but Sometimes the gravity of that can get lost on me. The the weight of what that means, what it meant at the time, the reality of that sometimes gets lost in all the hustle and bustle and the presents and the, you know, I work here, so we're, we're focused on our Christmas services and things like that. And so sometimes it can get lost how big of a deal it was that Jesus was born that day, all those years ago. I mean, imagine, put yourself in the place of the Israelites at that that time. Your cultural, religious faith history has been one of anticipation, one of expectation, in the first century, it's been 700 years since the prophet Isaiah wrote and, and preached about the coming of a Messiah, a king, a prince of peace who would rescue and restore God's people. And so if you're living in the first century at that time, you, you've got those, prof, the, those prophets, their writings, the things they've said about what God would do, and yet your history has been, of, been one of oppression and exile and war and rebellion, and at that time they're living under the rule of the Roman Empire. You have to imagine they were going, God, where are you? What are you doing? When will you fulfill your promises? When will you send us the Messiah? When will you speak? When will you be faithful to what you have said and done? You ever felt like that in your life? Crying out for God. Begging him to move. Begging him to speak, to show himself in your life, or the the life of a friend or family member. Have you ever been there? Enter Jesus. At the arrival of Jesus, all of human history changed. This was an earth-shaking event. When Jesus is born, the world changes. When he arrives, God gives us the answer to all the problems of the world, and the answer is himself. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, an angel repeated a prophecy from Isaiah when he said that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us, the Savior of the world, the King of kings and Lord of lords is with us when Jesus arrives. The Gospel of John tells us in the first chapter, the word Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He put on flesh and came to dwell, not to visit and leave, to dwell, to take up residence, to kick his feet up and stay a while. He chose to dig his hands into the mud and the grime of our world and to be with us. The answer to all of the problems is for God to be with us. What does that mean for us today? Well, in this season of Advent, we get to look back at that earth-shattering, history-changing events and remind ourselves of God's faithfulness and his love for us, that he planned, prepared, and chose to act in such a way that it brought him closer to us than we've been since the Garden of Eden, that he stepped into our world because of his love for us. He came to experience this world and all of its problems right alongside us, and he still does so to this day. If you're just checking church out, if you're just trying to give church a shot, maybe your spouse made you come today, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I, I, you have such an opportunity during this season to experience the hope, love, love joy and peace that God brings to us in Jesus. Even if you're not just checking this stuff out for the first time, if, you're, if you've been a committed follower of Jesus for years, you have an opportunity in this season to remind yourself of what we believe and how big of a deal it is that God came to be near to us. The Bible tells us that Jesus was born. He lived a perfectly sinless life. He was murdered, On a cross, a death he did not deserve. He paid the price for our sins. He rose three days later, showing us that we can have eternal life in him and that there will be a resurrection of the dead one day. And then he ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. But God did not leave us alone in that moment. No, Advent reminds us that God came to be with us and Advent reminds us that God still comes to us daily. That God is still present among us because he has sent his spirit into the hearts of every believer. Every person who says, I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to give my life to you, God gifts us his spirit. It's easy for me to forget this, though. It's easy to think like, yeah... Jesus came, he was born, all that, I believe all of that, that's great, but then in my head somewhere, I start to think that God is just off on his own, doing his own thing, he's concerned about his own stuff, my problems, my issues aren't a big deal to him, and he doesn't need to bother himself, and so I I create this artificial distance between myself and God because of the expectations and the assumptions I have created about him, but it is not true. God is near, God is close. Advent reminds us that he came in the flesh, but it reminds us that he chose to stay in spirit, capital S, as in Holy Spirit. And he invites us into a lifelong daily relationship with him. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17 says, the spirit and the bride say, come, let the one who hears say, come, let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. We have this invitation to an experience with our God. Our longing, our thirst for the water of life, he will give to us. And he will continually fill us with his spirit. Let me give you a quick, just a real quick list of what the Holy Spirit does in our lives and how he brings God near to us. He gives us access to God. He opens a relationship with us where we can go to him in prayer, where we can be near to our Father in heaven. He is our comforter when we need comfort. He helps us pray when we don't have the right words. He can speak for us. He helps us understand God's word. When we read scripture, you ever have those moments where you read something you've read a hundred times before and it stands out to you in a different way? That's the Holy Spirit illuminating God's word for you in that moment and bringing him near to you. The Holy Spirit makes us more like Jesus. He works from the inside out to change our thoughts, habits, beliefs, our our behavior, our attitude, our, our words. He changes us and makes us look, act, and sound more like Jesus. And he equips us to serve others in love. He gives us gifts and challenges us to go and serve our community, to be the hands and feet, the body of Christ. God is with us in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to be present with us even more than just daily, moment by moment. God wants us in a living, active, close relationship all throughout the day. I made a commitment with myself a couple of weeks ago as I was preparing for this advent season. Made a commitment that I was going to do things differently this year that I was not just going to let it pass by because as I said before it's easy to just get caught up in everything going on and then I sort of come out of the holiday coma after Christmas and it's like Christmas happened. I think maybe <laughs> I think I don't want it to be that way. I want to engage with God in a different way this year, to embrace what he's offering, all of the things that Advent can remind us of, the truth of his faithfulness and his goodness in our lives. We we as a church have chosen a a reading plan that we want to invite you to take part of, to to take us through the Advent season. So we're going to put a word on the screen. You can text that word ADVENT to the number on the screen, You'll get a link back. If you've got the Bible app on your phone already, it's gonna open up that app and take you right to that reading plan that you can join. If you don't have the Bible app, man, download it. There, there'll be a link on there for you as well. Um, this is just a way for us to engage, to lean in, to dig a little bit deeper. We, we did a survey last week. If you were here with us, we gave you like 90 seconds to fill that out or whatever, and I've been combing through the responses. Overwhelmingly, most of us said that we wanna grow in Being in God's word every day to be closer to him. Overwhelmingly, it was stunning. Not in a bad way, in a good way. There is a hunger and a thirst for the things of God in our hearts here at Front Range. And it's encouraging. This is one way to do that. This is one simple, small step. You'll have something every day. There's some videos. There's scripture every day. Just to take a step and to lean in to God's invitation to be close, to hear from him, to be guided by him in this season and to experience all that he's offering to us. And honestly, I don't know how I could have made it over the last couple of months after losing my mom without God's presence, without his kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness revealed in scripture, in moments of prayer, in Many of you, as followers of Jesus, God has used you to show kindness and love and generosity. He is so good to us. He is so faithful. He wants so badly to be close to you. All we have to do is open ourselves up to it. Join me in that reading plan, if you will, because God wants to be a part of our lives every single day. The Holy Spirit is real and active and with us. Advent reminds us that God came to be with us, that he comes to us in our daily lives and Advent reminds us that God will come again to rescue and restore. There will be a future fulfillment of God's promises to return, to restore, to renew. Why does this matter for us today? Well, isn't that everything we're longing for at the core? Aren't we longing for Jesus to come back? Don't we look at the world around us and know something is wrong, something is broken, and we need help. God promises to fulfill what he has said he will do, that he will bring his kingdom to earth as it is in heaven, that he will renew, he will remake the heavens and the earth, and that we will live in his eternal kingdom. No sickness, no sadness, no disease. He will wipe away the tears from every eye. Things will be better. The authors of the New Testament constantly root hope in the fact that Jesus will return. Paul, writing in chains, constantly reminds us Jesus is coming back. We We can live faithfully. We can live with joy and hope because our King is coming back. They constantly point us to that. In Romans chapter 8, Paul writes, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. The creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We live in this constant tension. We can feel it as followers of Jesus. We have one foot in this world and all of its brokenness and one foot in the kingdom of Jesus. And all the glory and wonderful stuff that will come when he brings his kingdom in fullness. We live in this tension where we see all the brokenness around us. And yet we have a foretaste of what is coming through the Holy Spirit. A foretaste is a sample of things to come. We get this in the seasons of Colorado. You you, you guys know, if you've been here for a while, you know how it's going to be. We're going to get to March. We're going to get that day, you know the day I'm talking about, we're going to, there's, sometimes there's multiple. We're going, to, we're going to get that one day in particular where it's like 50, 60, sunny, beautiful, and then three feet of snow. You know it's coming. We got a foretaste of spring, just a, just a little bit, and we know it's coming, but it's not here yet. That is the tension that followers of Jesus live with. The Holy Spirit within us says God is good. He's coming. He's faithful. He will renew and restore and rescue, and yet we live in the brokenness of this world. We place our faith in him, believing that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. I've heard it said that faith is acting like God is telling the truth. That's what we do. We take one step, we put one foot after another in our faith, and we act like God is telling the truth about himself, about our world, about salvation and his, his closeness and his presence in our lives. We live in this world trusting and believing in a God who will fulfill his promises And it gives us hope in the midst of all this mess because we can reset our expectations. If you know that you live in that tension, then you're not surprised when the brokenness of the world is broken. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. We know that. And yet we know that he will come again, that he will rescue. This is a season to remind ourselves of that to remind ourselves, to aim our hope and our focus in the fact that God will come again. If you're like me and um, the holidays are hard this year, I wanna encourage you to not pretend that that tension's not there, to not um, stuff it and just act like everything's okay. I wanna encourage you to lean into the tension The brokenness, the sadness, the the, the hardship of this season. Lean into it because that's where God is. That is where he is present. In the midst of the difficulty and the pain, God will meet us there. So as we enter into this season, lean in. Live in this tension. If If you've got a family, if you've got kids, grandkids, lean in with them. Make this season different. Our kids' ministry, they're handing out these Advent calendars today. This is the traditional, like, hey, there's chocolate in here, you get that. But there's, there's Scripture on a reading plan right here that you can use. Read the Scripture with your children. There's activities on the back of this paper, paper. Don't just let your kids bring this home and send them off to eat all the chocolate out of it in the first day, right? Engage. Engage with them. Make this a special time for your family to teach your children what this season is really all about. If you don't have kids or grandkids, that, that's fine too. We've got resources for you as well. The reading plan is one of them. Um, on our Christmas in Castle Rock website, christmasincastlerock.com, there is a resources tab. This Advent, This paper right here is on there in digital form. There's a website that we link you to that has way more, way better resources than I could ever give you about what Advent is really all about. Please check that out. Choose something in this season to make it different, to make it special, to make it unique, and again, to open yourself up to the presence of God. He wants to be a part of our lives during this. If you, if you don't remember any of those resources, that's fine. I'm going to send in our weekly email this week, so you can just sit back and chill. I'll put it in your inbox. If you don't get our weekly emails, fill out that connect card. Put your email on there, please. Uh, so you can get an email and you'll get that this week and I'll send you all of that stuff just as a, an opportunity something that we can engage with as we wrap this up I want to I bring all of this down to a personal level write these questions down or we'll put them on the screen and you can take a picture what does it mean for me that Christ came in bodily form don't get all the theological what does it mean for me personally that Christ came in bodily form? What does it mean for me that Christ is present with me every day? What does it mean for me that Christ will come again? That last one. You know, we talk about the hope and the future return of Jesus. Maybe that feels too far off. Maybe that seems distant. My daughter, when we pray at night, she's still getting the hang of prayer, trying to, trying to figure out what we're actually doing in that moment and she will ask God to bless yesterday, today, and after today. Sometimes all you can get is today and after today. Sometimes that's all you need. So may the God of hope be present in your life, today and after today. And let's let that be enough. God, we thank you so much for your presence, for this season that we can step into to remind ourselves of the hope in Jesus that you offer to us, God. Lord, many of us may be in a place where we are struggling, where we need something. We may not even be able to put a word to what we need, and that's okay. You know. As we sit in this moment, God, we want to be honest with you, with where we're at, We wanna be honest with ourselves about where we're at. And Lord, we wanna ask you to draw close to us. Be so near to us. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Comfort our hearts. Remind us of the hope that we have in you. Fill us with your peace, your love and your joy help us make this season different in our lives, in the lives of our family. Maybe it spills over into our coworkers, our neighbors. Lord, may we be be filled with your Holy Spirit to love people around us and to make this season what it's meant to be, focused on you and everything that you give to us through Jesus. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.